Podcast Network Friday edition. Yes, we come at you four times a week. We do it with spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. We do it with baby face Joel Solomon. He helps us produce this disaster. And along with me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta Harry, brother Bry, and Darren the parlay kid. What is up, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hi, Sal. What's up, buddy? We're coming off a Thursday night football, another one. Ah, oh, fellas, that game last night, 45-30. Colts beat the Jets. We had some winners for you. Harry, Jonathan Taylor, over 102 and a half yards, rushing, receiving. We gave that out yesterday. That's a winner. Easy. Uh, Parley Kidd, Mike White, White Lotus. The experiment's over. Under 257 and a half. Good job by you. Brother Bry had the Colts. And Wentz over one and a half touchdown passes. That works. I squeaked out. We went for four for four with our props. I had Michael Carter over 47 and a half. I think he had 49 yards. But I also, on Fox, gave up my third loser in a row. For God's sakes, I picked the Jets. I feel like I was bullied into it by Mark Sanchez. That's another story for another day. But 45-30, the Colts win. Licking my wounds. Luckily, though, I'm distracted. We get to break down the 75 games this weekend. Lots of good matchups. We'll hit them all right now in the NFL. All right, the big news. We're going to preview, what, five or six games here. And let's start us off. Start things off with the Better Edge game. Better Edge. Yes, Green Bay, Kansas City opened up Kansas minus one. It's 47 and a half. It's now seven and a half. Did something happen? Did I miss something here? Yes. Aaron Rodgers is out with COVID-19. He might be suspended. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. Kind of lied. Kind of lied to the team. Kind of lied to the league. We'll see how they're going to handle that. But for now, it's Jordan Love. It's maybe Blake Bortles. But the better edge has a Green Bay at KC. Minus 7.5. 47.5. With Rodgers out, there might be other COVID notables by Sunday. I'm kidding. Kansas City, I'm going with Kansas City minus seven and a half. Listen, Aaron Rodgers makes the Jawan Winfrey's and the Equinamia St. Browns of the world look good. Jordan Love or Blake Bortles, they don't do that. All right. They're just regular guys, regular quarterbacks. Everyone would love to see Jordan Love go in to Kansas City and throw for four touchdowns. Wow. How exciting that would be. I don't think it happens. Casey's offense obviously struggling. I don't think they'll need to score a ton of points here to win. Or cover 23 or 24, 24-13. How about that as a final? Lay the seven and a half. Parley Kid, where's your better edge going? Yes, Sal. My better edge is with the Chiefs as well. They're licking their chops without Aaron Rodgers in the fold here for Green Bay. And now they have a, a, a terrific chance here to get right back into that AFC playoff hunt uh, with what should be a sure victory for them this week. Mahomes. Plays a little bit better this week. They cover the points. Take the Chiefs. Harry, I feel kind of dirty here being on the same side as you with the Chiefs because you have been nothing but bad luck for them. (laughs) Really so true, but my better edge is the Chiefs as well. I'm jumping on with you guys as well. Uh, Look, no Rodgers, perfect timing for Andy Reid. And the Chiefs, it's a perfect get-right situation for Kansas City's defense. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Green Bay. Green Bay, very fortunate in some games this year. Should have probably lost to San Francisco. Cincinnati and the field goal games and Arizona last week, Kansas City minus seven and a half. They get right. 
All right, brother Bry, lots of love for Jordan Love. Yeah, why not? My better edge goes to the Packers plus seven and a half. The Chiefs just can't cover against anyone. They're three and 13 against the spread in their last 16 regular season games. They haven't covered a game at home in their last eight regular season games. If there was one thing we saw last week, right, it's backups can win games. And I would think Jordan Love would be one of the better backup QBs. I mean, maybe not Bortles is in the mix here, but I think Love's going to look to make a statement here. LaFleur should have a good game plan. I think the Packers cover the seven and a half. Harry, will you please, 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 I'm begging you to change your pick. I don't want to be on the same side as you. <laughs> Take the over. Take the over. Oh, yeah. Without, uh, see how Jordan Love loves Arrowhead. Yeah, not enough not enough good fantasy names for him to take the over. All right, The Edge is brought to you by Better Edge, bringing the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting at betteredge.com. You, not the book, set the price of betting lines so you can make bank with no VIG or sportsbook fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting positions. This week, Better Edge is bringing back the free pick'em contest with Against All Odds. The winner will receive a free copy of Madden 22. Enter for week Nine at betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com slash A-A-O. Create an account and use code A-A-O for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at betteredge.com. Yeah, this game is um, as great as it was going to be. It's all of a sudden a more compelling game than it was three days ago, right? With the Rodgers being out. Now I feel like a lot of Green Bay fans want Jordan Love to excel but as I was saying yesterday, Parley Kid, it always seems to work out for Aaron Rodgers. So Jordan Love will be terrible and everyone will be screaming for him to come back, right? Yeah, it just, it just seems the way it's going to be for him. Um, highly unlikely Love goes into uh, that game and lights it up. So I just, yeah. I don't get a good feel. I don't have a good feeling about it. All right. Denver at Dallas, Parley Kid. This is our team. Dallas minus nine and a half, 49 and a half. I know we're seven and zero against the number. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Lots of great stuff that we saw Sunday night. We have a backup quarterback who could win the division. I feel firmly that nobody else in the league could say that. Probably because we only need probably two more wins to do so. But I'm taking Denver. I think the spread aspect of this team's dominance ends this week. Last meeting, Parley Kid in Arlington. Now they've played in Denver and lost before Dallas. I think we got killed. But the last one in, in Dallas. Wild 51-48 win by the Broncos. Yes. Peyton Manning outdueled Tony Romo. It, oh. it really might have been the greatest game ever quarterbacked until Romo threw that interception. Yes. And, oh, that would have been oh, great. Yeah. That was peak Peyton Manning. But as far as this game goes, when it was six and a half, seven, Cowboys are maybe a smart value pick. Now it's up to nine and a half. I think they ease Dak in if he plays at all. It doesn't need to. Um and I don't think they get up for this game. Bridgewater on the road, we know his uh, ATS numbers. Also through eight games, he's on pace to have his best year completion percentage of passing touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards, 70.4% completion, uh, 13 touchdowns, five picks. Again, Dallas doesn't need to get up for this. I see it as 24-20. You think the streak continues. You say 8-0 against the spread. Yes, uh, you know, I, boy, this this might be more with my heart than anything else, Sal. Uh, thinking uh, this this game could be closer than what I think, just because it's just like you're saying uh, a one o'clock. Dallas doesn't seem to get too many one o'clock games at home, right, Sal? Mm -hmm. That's one thing maybe they're not used to a, a bit. Uh, we don't know the status of Dak. Uh, Tyron Smith might be out. It uh, looks like he is going to be out. 
uh, mm-hmm. this week. That never helps the Cowboys uh, either. But until they don't cover the spread, I have to roll with them. <laughs> I think the Broncos, Sal, nothing screams mediocrity like the Denver Broncos, if we can even say they're mediocre. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to underwhelm uh, uh, us in every facet of the game. Uh, they don't really have much of a running game to speak of. The Cowboys' defense has been matching their offense as of late. It's a good combination with the Cowboys. I think this game, I think Denver hangs around for a while. Da- Dallas puts one up late uh, to cover this spread. Well, listen, no one jinxes the Broncos as much as me. They're right behind the Falcons in terms of teams that yes. just screw the pooch for me every single time. So maybe I'll just put 500 on the Broncos plus nine and a half. And then we won't have to watch from the second quarter on. I mean, it'll just be a, a whitewash. That'll be that. All right, Minnesota at Baltimore. This has jumped up to six. Ravens coming off a bye. Over under is 46 and a half. I kind of think this is where you like the Vikings. Look, they were terrible. I love shitting on Cousins last week. Harry, um, they couldn't move the ball down the field. They got lucky to even be close in that game with some of the penalties that were called uh, against the Cowboys. But this is the spot where you like them, I think. Getting six. Not when they're given points. Um, they haven't lost by more than a touchdown all season. Now, there's a torn pack for Danell Hunter. Not the greatest news defensively. But on the other side, the Ravens allow over six yards per play. They had 15 completions or, of 20 or more yards in their two losses. I kind of think this is a game that Kirk Cousins could step up and do his thing for a little while and keep it close. Watkins, Lat Murray questionable for the Ravens too. Uh, also, it's been a while since Justin Tucker figured into a lucky win. I think we're going to see one this Sunday, 26-23. Vikings lose but cover the spread. Harry, you're given the hefty number at home. Look, Sal, you might be right here, but I'm uh, look, halfway through the season, I'm done with Minnesota, Cousins, Zimmer. Mm. You can't blow that game the way you did against Dallas. You just can't you have, if you're going to make the playoffs. They didn't uh, blow it. They were never in control. So you can't they, they, had, they had the game. They could have won. The, so easily yeah, they could have won, won that game. Dallas was giving them the game, and they wouldn't take it. This team has no heart, and they'll have no idea how to stop, I think, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who were coming off a bye week and had time to fix whatever issues they had in getting blown out by the Bengals two weeks ago. I think they come out and just pound the ball. Minnesota won't be able to stop them. You, stop them. you mentioned Hunter out for the season. That's a huge loss for Minnesota. I'm taking the Ravens. All right, let's go to the next game. I don't like it. I don't like him going against. <laughs> you don't like what? I, I am like still you. Brian. Brian, I'm I, still taking a team in purple. I don't like him going against the Vikings. It's not, yeah, it's not I don't right. like it that's either. Right. I don't know. This it screws up the whole mojo, doesn't it? No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati, Bry. Since he two and a half, they won't move this to three. It's two and a half, 47 and a half. Bengals are favored at home. I'm going with the Bengals. I have a little Browns bias here. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like that team. They present the different. Uh, this is, I could say the same for Cincinnati, but I think they're the sturdier of the two. I think we've seen more consistency out of them. And for the Browns, the clubhouse is a disaster. I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's because of Beckham. Definitely a huge distraction this week. Uh, good for his father sticking up for him. I'll say that. Like if I need my father to go online and, and put together an eleven, like my father. Wouldn't be able to plug in a toaster if it would benefit me <laughs> at this point. But I also think like Baker's not worth all the talk. Like he's a, he's in a great situation. He needs to make th- two throws a game. I get it. He's got a torn left shoulder, the labrum. But uh, it is what it is. They're putting him in there. They're not putting Case Keenum in there. Cincinnati four and one against the spread in their last five following 
a non-cover. Browns, one in five in their last six meetings in Cincinnati, and two and 11, I know this is a Harry stat, against the spread in their last 13 meetings. They don't do well against this Bengals team, whether they're good or bad. I think it's a blowout, 30 to 16, Cincinnati. Brian, you changed your mind. I think you had the Browns. And then, I changed my mind because yeah. I think the Browns have won like four or five in the series here. But I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to take the Browns, but I just couldn't when I started looking at things. There's really nothing, you know, there's been nothing impressive with this Browns team so far, except maybe there was a 40-minute stretch maybe against the Chargers where they looked really good. But if you look look at their games and tell me what impresses you, if you look at it, really nothing does. The Browns' offense has been so vanilla so far. Uh, this team really needs Hunt and Chubb together, I think, to be successful uh, for whatever reason. It seems like they need both of these guys. But the Bengals will be able to score. I just don't know if the Browns can keep up. Two and a half, though, is low enough for me to back the Bengals here. At three, maybe I would think a little bit differently. But two and a half, I, I got to take the Bengals. In this Brian, one. we were talking spaghetti ash before the podcast. Would you take? Would you take Odell Beckham on the Raiders, on your Raider team? Uh, well, we're you know so much turmoil, right? That the the Raiders. I mean, I I think it would be worth yeah. you know. What Mayfield just, you know, he's been wide open at times and Mayfield hasn't found him. I, I think it would be worth the risk. I mean, geez, uh-huh. you couldn't get any worse publicity than the Raiders have gotten so far. Well, worst case, you cut him after a week or two if he if he's being a pain in the. He hasn't the been really right. It's the father. It's LeBron. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah. I don't maybe put the father up to it and everything, but he's kind of like that was the offseason story. Like, my God, we haven't heard a peep from Odell Beckham. And now. We still kind of haven't unless, I don't know. I don't understand a lot of this. I don't know why they, the, no, it, it wasn't the father's thing that just soured the deal between the Browns and Odell. Like, why didn't they trade him last week? They couldn't have gotten a sixth round for him. And we see this parlay kid with all these guys giving up the contracts. What was the big contract? Oh, uh, Von Miller was paid. The contract was paid by Denver, right? For the trade. So get yeah. a sixth round pick, get a Sunday pick for him next next year. I don't I don't get what happens. His value is not going to get up, move, for, uh, that's for sure. All right, let's go to FanDuel Sportsbook, where everything makes sense. You want to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more. If your bet doesn't win, FanDuel pays you back up to $10. Same-game parlay. Say Cincinnati-Cleveland. Harry, take, take, uh, take a leg. What would be a same-game parlay? It's like Thanksgiving. Grab a leg. Pick one. You're lost already. How about this? Uh, Baker over passing yards. Brother Bry, what would you say? Uh, Burrow over touchdowns. All right. Burrow over touchdowns. Parlay kid, you like this game over or under? Home team over 24 and a half points. Ooh, look at that. You're all over it. That's how you make a nice same game parlay. Thanks for your help there, Harry. Uh, Odds, you get better right there on a same game parlay. Then if you make a regular parlay, fast payouts in as little as two hours, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same game parlays. That's where it's at. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. You prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, you get up to a grand back in site credit. That's promo code against all, uh, against all odds. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 888-789-7777, or visit slash chat in Connecticut, 1 800 Gambler, or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 800 270 7117 in Michigan, 800 889 9789 in Tennessee. 
1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's continue on. New England at Carolina. Boy, this seems so easy, right? Three and a half point favorite. The Patriots are on the road, 41 points over under. I mean, we get it, right? Patriots are good now. Everyone's established. The Panthers are bad, even though they beat the Falcons. P.J. Walker seems to fall right into Belichick's, Belichick's lap as far as, like, young quarterbacks that you could just, yeah, you just got him eat him out of his hand, right? You saw what he did last week. Um, and if it's Darnold, it's even worse. He's gone against him a million times. But McCaffrey could be coming back. I think this is going to be a defensive back battle. I don't like what I saw out of Mac Jones last week. New England, 3-8 and eight against the spread in their last 11 as a favorite. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games following a win. The under is probably the pick. 19-17, four is too many for my liking. Three and a half or four. I'm taking the points. Parlay Kid, you're going with the Patriots. Yeah, so I got to go with the Patriots here at minus three and a half. I mean, we saw what uh, uh, Belichick did to Herbert last week, right? I mean, he just totally baffled him. I can't imagine what he's going to do to P.J. Walker or Darnold if he happens to play. Uh, the news on McCaffrey is not great for this week, so uh, I'm not sure the Pats are the type of team they want to bring him back against as well, even though the clock is ticking on this Panthers team. They need to win, too, to, to stay in this playoff race. Mac Jones is playing efficient football. He's been mm -hmm. he's spreading the ball around. He's playing some good football. It wasn't great last week, but this Patriots offense has scored 25 points or more in four straight games. Uh, that's pretty impressive for a Patriots offense of the last few years. Harris has about 300 yards rushing in the last three games. Judon on the defensive side of the ball, eight sacks this year, fourth in the league, been all over the field. I think this Patriots defense stifles Carolina, makes it very difficult for them, might even produce a, a touchdown on their own. Patriots offense is clicking right now. They're running well. They're throwing well. I think the Patriots win this rather easily. All right. We disagree there. Raiders at Giants. Home team, New York Giants, getting three points, 46 is the over-under. Ah, oh, Bri, I'm going with your Raiders. I have to do it. I like them at this point to win the division, so I should like them to go to MetLife and beat the Giants. I mean, which team is better when they're full strength? The Raiders, right? Yeah. Giants have COVID issues. Raiders obviously have their issues. We've mentioned Ruggs getting cut from the team. Another terrible week. Brother Bry said the Raiders have not gone one week without bad news since 1973. I looked it up. He's exactly right. Um West coming east doesn't seem to matter much anymore, but also playing on a short week doesn't seem to matter as much numbers-wise anymore. Uh, that said, Giants 7-20-1 against the spread in their last 28 at home. Raiders 4-1 against the spread in their last five in November. Uh, I know the Giants could look decent at times, but I feel their defense got a break, believe it or not, facing the Chiefs. Imagine saying that. Their defense got a break facing the Chiefs. I think it's going to be worse this week. The other side... Gus Bradley's done a nice job with the Raiders defense. They were one of the worst. Now they're ranked 15th DVOA in defense. I think we see a nice Derek Carr game, 28-17, the Raiders. Well, hopefully Carr's really good because it's just another shitty week for the Raiders. Uh, but yeah, like you said, traveling east, the good thing is they're coming off a bye, right? So um, so yeah, yeah. That, that shouldn't really factor into it. It's uh, yeah, really depressing times. But one thing we know is the Giants just aren't very good. Uh, I think the one thing is Raiders defensively should be able to get enough stops uh, against this banged up offense. 
you know, even without rugs, the Ra- Raiders still have enough weapons. You know, hopefully Waller's going to be playing, but Edwards needs to step up in this game. Renfro should step up here. Uh, Giants two and five against the spread in their last seven at home. Uh, I think Carr makes enough plays here, and the Raiders should force, I think, a turnover or two. I'd probably the one thing is I'd probably would buy this down to two and a half. I, I do think it's probably going to be uh, a closer game, but I think the Raiders just uh, edge them out here. All right, let's go over one more. Chargers at Philadelphia, the Eagles. This was one and a half. Now it's two and a half. The Chargers are favored. The over-under is 50. Cover up, everyone. This is the fixed line of the year. You know, we do our extra points picks. The extra, All the extra points talent on the network picks all the games. And Kevin Hench created this. What does he call it? The Lone Wolf? Mm-hmm. If there's... If I don't know, there's like 14 of us or something. If only one of us is on one side, then you're the lone wolf. I won the lone wolf when I took. Who did I take? Was it Chargers over Baltimore or something? That was it. No, no, Baltimore over Chargers. Yeah, Yeah. I went against the Chargers. Yeah, I'm doing it again, and I have a feeling I could be a lone wolf here. Hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, ground game averaging 131.6 per contest. I get it. A lot of that came against Detroit. But that kind of game against that shit team can kickstart their momentum. Hertz leads away, 432 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. I'm not as impressed with the Chargers as everyone else is. I don't know. I don't think they're automatically winning that division if the Chiefs bow out. Um, they're now 30th against the run, which play, I don't know. I don't know how the Eagles are doing this without Miles Sanders, but they always put it together a nice game on the ground. They're five and two against the spread in the last seven, three and one against the spread the last four. 21-20 is the final. Who wins? Who cares? I'm getting two and a half. Harry, you go now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> waiting, I was waiting for you, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go against you, Sal. I'm going to take the Chargers. Two losses in a row, and Herbert hasn't looked great, that's for sure. But still, just one game back uh, of the Raiders, who they've already beaten in the division. And Darren and I have discussed over the uh, past couple of uh, shows that Mike Williams is really important, really an integral part of this team. He's really the key to the offense. First three games of the season, 22 receptions, four touchdowns, 400 yards. Last four weeks, he's had three games with 27 yards or less. He's got to get back into it. And Philly still overall 21st in the league in points against. And a lot of that point, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, offense and everything last week against Detroit, really got to fact, can't factor that in. And if the Chargers win this game, the next three games are very winnable against Minnesota-Pittsburgh. And Denver, I think the Chargers bounce back here. Don't lose three in a row and get it done against Philly. Now, Bri, you heard that. I had like a 30-second rant on the Eagles. And all throughout it, Harry's going, mm, 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 mm. So you figure he's ready to speak when I'm done. And then there's like a three Mississippi well, break. I did. It's still not. It's not. Okay. Well, well, it just seemed the like first you were ready time to go. you didn't introduce anybody leading in. So, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. You need a big introduction after everything. Uh, you don't well. see that your name is right up. Like, like you didn't know you were assigned to that game. If it, we should create a system. All right, let's take a let's regroup, and uh, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> All right, no, college I, I football. Th- okay, oh, what what happened, bro? What happened there? No, I was just gonna say I haven't thought about grimace in about 30, 40 years, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, he's got the purple this is, shirt this is on. Not purple. This is blue. That's not purple. That's blue. This is blue. Darren's hat is blue. Well, uh, Brian's background blue. is blue. All right, we're back anyway. We're going to talk college football now. They came Uh-oh. out with the odds. They came out with the odds. Who are the top four teams, Harry? So we got Georgia number one, Alabama number two, 
Um, Michigan, State uh, Michigan State is number three, and number four is Oregon. Oregon. Now, the way it sets up, though, if and when Michigan State loses, um, they will be yeah. out, and and Ohio State, presumably, if they beat them, will be the number three team, despite the fact that Oregon beat them. It's kind of a mess, but you have to hope and think that it'll it'll right itself, right? I kind of think now, Fandle.com slash against all odds, you can go on there and bet teams to make the playoffs and to not make the playoffs. Parlay kids, start us off. You have the uh, interesting one here. You like Cincinnati to make the playoffs. I know it's not a popular thing to say, Sal, but I'm also looking at kind of the schedules of these other teams. Uh, Good chance Cincinnati wins out. They haven't really played that great even uh, the last few weeks. Um, But, you know, if Notre Dame can win out, which they should, uh, they're going to finish in the. They're going to finish in the top ten. Uh, Cincinnati's going to have a road win against Notre Dame. Uh, they uh, if they can beat MS uh, SMU. Uh, right now they're a top twenty five team. Um, that would be a somewhat quality win, and then uh, they might get Houston in their championship game. It looks like that's where it's headed, and they're also mm-hmm. a top twenty five team. Give them three wins against three top twenty five teams, and if they're undefeated. It's going to be tough to keep them out if, like, Sal, I'm not kidding. I could see Purdue beating Michigan State this weekend. I Can Can we see that right. happening? Uh, yeah. I could see Ohio State beating Michigan State, okay? Um, and then uh, Oregon uh, on, its, on its own, they still have to play Utah, a couple other tough, you know, semi So that's the games. key. If, or, if Oregon wins out, your Cincinnati bet is, is yeah. done, right? That, it, that's most likely, it. yes. Yeah. Yes, it seems like that. So it does seem like that. But, you know, you could have Michigan beat Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could have a couple different things happen here as we go along. Uh, I'm just I'm Cincinnati's going to win out. That's in my mind. They're winning out and a plus 180 to make the playoffs. I think it's good. They're going to make it very difficult. One of these years, don't one of these teams have to make it? Like, yeah, they, when, when, when they move to 12 to, the teams, pressure is mounting. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like this would be the year to do it because nobody is great this year. Really, mm-hmm. nobody is yeah. great. It's the year to do it. And then guess what? If Cincinnati gets routed in a playoff, everybody can stop complaining about it for you know for the rest of the time until they expand yeah. the playoffs. So let's give them a right. shot. Plus 180, Cincinnati. I'm with you. Uh, all of a sudden, I, I will caution you because Harry is on your side here. I, all of a sudden, he's taking this on as a crusade. He's cursing people out on Twitter about Cincinnati and stuff. And like, what What do you care? What are you talking? You're saying things that don't make sense. Are you like, no one, no one would schedule since at Cincinnati. Nobody no one would. in the country. No one would. No who's one would. Who's, Alabama, who's teams, who's, play, Alabama doesn't play anybody on the road. They play nobody non-conference oh, really? just, on the road. Just the best conference. What are they going to do? They play nobody non-conference play on the road. Who's Alabama played non-conference on the road? How do you know Not what goes under- on in the back? Why, Why do you think people are turning down Cincinnati? You think you know what goes on like with these negotiations? No one wants to play an, an, uh, an American conference team on the road and, and take that loss. They just don't want to do it. Alabama hasn't played anybody non-conference outside of a, a neutral field. Name it last time they did it. I'm just saying there are teams that take on shittier conferences. Like say no one like there's a bigger risk involved in a lot of these road games that some of these teams have taken. I don't know. All right, whatever. But since I, I, I kind of agree with you guys in that it's not going to go the way everyone thinks. And I'm going to read you Michigan versus Michigan State in a second. But I think Ohio State to not make it. I actually like Harry and Brian's pick. But I'm going to say this. Uh, 
Ohio State to not make it plus 128. They got Michigan State. They have Michigan in the big house. And then probably what? Minnesota in the championship game. So they're not going to be a two-loss team getting in. Alabama could maybe be a two-loss team getting in. Ohio State cannot. I think they blow one of those games, Michigan State or Michigan, probably the Michigan game. And I think no at plus 128 is good value for Ohio State. Now, guys, I brought this to your attention yesterday on Fandle, and they didn't change it. Michigan to make the playoff is plus 350. Michigan State to make the playoff is plus 1040. So they're three times as likely to make the playoff, even though they lost the head-to-head. And is it because they hold the card where they could beat Ohio State and they're in? I guess like, I guess that's what it is, right? I guess it, that, that's probably the odds, right? If they, I thought the, it was they, wrong. I was they, like, oh, they better take this down. Know, this is going to be they, embarrassing. They, 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 they still have it up. When they play Ohio State, what will they be? They'll be plus... Are you talking about Michigan State or uh, Michigan? Michigan when they play? Oh yeah, I should have specified. Well, that no, one. but they'll. They're, they're, no, but you're right. Michigan State will be a much bigger underdog to yeah. Ohio State than Michigan. Yeah, than I guess, Michigan. I guess will. that's really what it's looking at. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. But man, I guess that in a way that head-to-head loss doesn't mean anything in terms of odds. But go ahead, Bri. I know you and Harry are on the same one, and I I really do like this now that I uh, thought about it. Yeah, Oklahoma not to make the playoffs plus 136. Look, Oklahoma should win this division. They have a ton of talent. Mm. But aside from last week, when I watch this team, I always wonder why they don't blow out teams more. Uh, Now they get the hardest part of their schedule, right? Uh, One loss likely knocks them out of the playoffs, I would think, Mm. probably, right? They're at Baylor, home against Iowa State, then at Oklahoma State, and then they likely need to, then they have to win their conference uh, championship against one of those teams probably again, right. whether it's Baylor, whether it's Oklahoma State. Uh, so that's pretty tough. I mean, Caleb Williams can do it all. He's, I mean, he's looked very good at times, uh, but still too many question marks. And I, I think they slip up one of these times, right? They've been a little fortunate in a couple of games this season to to make it through, whether it was that Texas game or was even if the Kansas game, right? So I think um, I think they slip up one time here, and that's well. The other thing is, do, do they have to? What if they win? They could still maybe be ousted, right? So if Oregon wins out and Oklahoma wins out, and then we have the screw job stuff with the one conference getting two teams in, am I counting this right? Or is that enough? Right? So it'd be Oregon, Georgia. It could be Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, and whatever Big Ten team over Oklahoma, even if Oklahoma wins out, right? It could be. Yeah. Hard to believe, but it could be. Harry, you have anything to add to this? And you're yeah. not saying that Iowa State is upsetting Oklahoma. Please. <laughs> I'm not saying that. And by, by the way, the Cincinnati, I hope Darren's right about Cincinnati. I do Cincinnati to win the national championship at 25 to 1. But I do. Oh, that's where this is going. Yeah, that's where they <laughs> are. So, so there you go. Uh, but Oklahoma, not to make it. I agree with Brian. I think the Big 12 sucks. Iowa State, I'm off them. Three losses. <laughs> like imagine Texas, Sarkeesian, doesn't know how to spell defense. And Rattler, Spencer Rattler was the Heisman. Uh, Favorite to start the season, he gets benched. Caleb Williams has really saved this team. Defense stinks, though, overall. Five picks this year, that's it. Uh, they beat Tulane, who's 1-7 by five points at home. Brian mentioned other losses, uh, other wins, barely. Barely beat Nebraska, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas, too. Like, And, and the Kansas game was awful. They didn't, they didn't even score, basically. The first half against Kansas, they're a fraud. They're a fraud a lot of years. So Oklahoma mm. not to make it at plus 136. All right. The guy who's won 12 out of 70 games is calling someone a fraud. I'll take note of that. I mean, we got, we got, uh, <laughs> Harry, you have now three detractors now, right? It, it, like big time on, on Twitter. I, I just go yeah. after you. Yeah. It's a lot. Hit, another, hit, a a two, hit, two, hit, hit parlays all over the place on extra points lately, but that doesn't count. <laughs> S- 
Spaghetti, isn't it nice to listen to and, and, and join in on a conversation about college football? And it's not, it's not just crazy like Damashek, like we do all day with Damashek. The college football playoff with Dave, because anytime you bring up the playoff with Dave, he's just going to scream yep. over you and you just repeat his points without any logic based in his points. And uh, so, yes, this is uh, I gave him a chance. I said, okay, if Alabama sucks and like all these other teams, Cincinnati and everybody should get in over them, Alabama, Ohio State will be a game. That'll be the two, three, probably who you taking. And he's like, ah, it's like you better take Ohio State if you're going to talk all this shit about how, right? Like whoever Alabama plays in the playoff, Dave is not going to think deserves, Alabama deserves to be there, right? So he should definitely bet whatever team is getting six points or whatever, right? To prove his point. I don't know. Whatever. Dave, Harry, Dave wants undefeateds, yeah. but only certain undefeated. So like, yes, it, it's exactly. like a very selective. You, you nailed them with that. You said, what about UTSA? Why did they not get yeah, deserve Blake to Forrest. get in over uh, Cincinnati? Right. He's like, well, it's an imperfect system. All right. That's it <laughs> for uh, college football. Let's go to Sharp Tank. Let's talk UFC 268 first. Great, great. Oh, Mikey Meatballs is going nuts about this one. It's a fun one. It's at MSG, right? Madison Square Garden. It is. We've got Usman Covington, part two. Usman minus 310, Covington plus 240. Uh, Usman broke his jaw, no matter what Covington wants to say. They stopped it early last time, right? In the fifth round, it was a close fight. Usman was going to win that fifth round Mm -hmm. either way because he had knocked him down twice, but... Uh, great rematch to come. Zhang and uh, Zhang and Rose Namahuna. It's practically even, right? Minus one fourteen to minus one hundred six. It was minus two hundred last time. Uh, Rose was an underdog. Rose finished her. That was exciting. And Gaethje and Chandler. These are the three big fights. Every fight is good. Gaethje minus two twenty. Mikey Meatballs and I spent the entire afternoon trying to figure out if Chandler was five four or five foot nine. Um, and there's different reports everywhere on it. I would, but, uh, I would lean towards the shorter side, whatever. Really? Yeah. I, there's yeah. no, there's no way he's five nine. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but five four. Is I, really probably short. not five four, but well, he is. I mean, he's all. I mean, he's yeah. gigantic. So it's got to be very short. All right, so brother Bry, you like uh, one of these fights? You're going for Sharp Tank. You're picking. You're yeah, picking, uh, I'm, I'm going against. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling. Or uh, Mikey Meatballs will probably be on Covington here. But I'm going to go Usman by KO at plus 155. Take nothing away from Covington. He's an awesome fighter. Um, but, man, Usman is going to come into this fight looking to kill Covington. Definitely, <laughs> I think he's going to want to put him to sleep. I mean, we know how much Covington talks. Um, and as we saw in the first fight, right, these are two great wrestlers that it was a stand-up war. I mean, there was basically mm. not a shot taken. Uh, this is going to be a stand-up war again. Um, obviously you had the late knockout the last time, but Usman's gotten even better since that fight. You know, I mean, he's right. knocking out, um, Masvidal, um, you know, a guy that's tough to knock out, right. Masvidal is tough to knock out regardless of whether or not he should beat Masvidal. He should, but, and then the Burns fight, you know, he looked phenomenal in that he hurt, uh, Burns multiple times there. So again, um, this is a guy who used to wrestle all the time and go to decisions, but his striking has become yeah. legit. Uh, and again, I think this is a guy who keeps, you know, trying to uh, prove his legacy. And mm. I think he's going to take it out on Covington here. And I think he's going to I think he's going to stop this, you know, third, fourth round. OK, minus one fifty five or plus stop plus plus one fifty five. Yep. Sorry for a stoppage. All yep. right. Uh, Parley kid. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rose. Sal. I know it's one of Brian's favorite fighters over Zhang. Yep. I know she beat her the first time around. 
it's kind of hard to judge the fight. She was a pretty sizable underdog the first time around, yep. which was, I think, Brother Bry at the time had noted that he thought that was a little off. Um, and uh, it's kind of hard to judge by that first fight because it, it was just, it was over pretty quickly. Uh, Zhang didn't really have much of an opportunity to really get that fight into more past a minute or two. Uh, but I think Rose is just, uh, she's at the top of her game. Um, uh, she's, I think that if you want to call, talk about striking, they're probably about equal. I think Rose is better on the mat uh, than she is. I think she's just a better all-around fighter. You're getting a little bit better odds by taking her at minus 106. I know Mikey Meatballs likes her to maybe win by knockout or win by uh, decision. I'm just going to take her at minus 106 so I don't have to worry about any of that other stuff this week. I'm going to be rooting hard for her anyway. Okay. I think we all should be. She's a super entertaining fighter to watch. I'm so mad. I have a dinner um, Saturday night, so I oh. think I'm going to miss my – I know it sucks. I'm going to miss most. You right. know, every card has been way early. There's a, a last week I saw Meatballs Friday night. He's like, yeah, the card starts 7.30 tomorrow. I'm like, all right, come over. It's like, it was 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and now, of course, this one's a good one, and it's going to start Wait, normal well, who, time. Who is this dinner with? We have to do uh, we have to well, My cousin Jimmy Kimmel's birthday. I, I kind of uh, uh, owe him a little. All right, all right. He put together that, that, a somewhat decent party for me. That makes so sense. That makes sense. Well, wish, <laughs> uh, him, wish, wish him a happy birthday. Jimmy. I Don't sure say will. it too loud, Sal. Uh, Ken might be showing up. Oh, now. that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Ken and the tile guy. Uh, meatballs, uh, jump in here. What do you do? You like any? I mean, this. Uh, it's it's not a great price, but Gaethje Chandler to not go the distance. Was Gaethje have like seven UFC fights? Not none of them have gone the distance. A lot of them not even close. That's minus two sixty if you want to put it on a nice parlay with some of the football games, right? Yeah, I do like that one. Uh, parlay kid kind of took what I was going to say. So I will just second what he was going to say, but I do like Covington and Usman to go the distance, which I think is plus oh, one bastard. One twelve. How dare you? How dare you, <laughs> so, you go against your, how dare you go against your uncle? Um, I, you know, it's close. I do think this fight's going to be closer than most people think. I don't think the line reflects how close uh, these guys are. Um, the first fight was pretty much dead even until the end there. So, um, I do like it to go all the way. That's a tough one to root for, though. You might be right, but, man, you're going to have to endure some monster haymakers, right, in the process. Uh, all right, well, that's fun. UFC 268, buy that. It's going to be a great one. All right, Harry, you have uh, one that's not UFC-related for your Sharp Tank. What do you like? Seven-point teaser. I'm going to take Kansas City. The, uh, we discussed this Here game we earlier, go. but I'm going to take I'm back on the Chiefs, down to minus a half. Uh, look, very fortunate. Look, get a gift here with no Rodgers. And again, like I said, Green Bay's been very fortunate in some games. Kansas City does it. They get it done at home with love quarterbacking for Green Bay. And I'm going to take Oklahoma State from minus two and a half to plus four and a half. This is a try-by. And by try-by, it's back. The try-by by Cuspid is back. Oklahoma State lost oh. at Iowa State. West Virginia beat Iowa State. So West Virginia should be able to beat Oklahoma State, but no, we go the other way. We take the mm. Cowboys plus four and a half. Still pretty good team here with just one loss. Cowboys plus four and a half. They rolled up. It rolled it up big time last week on Kansas. So Kansas City minus a half with Oklahoma State plus four and a half. Two teams, seven. Points. All right, I can't. 
I can't, you know, Brian, I can't take Oklahoma State because of the whole when Cooper Rush cheated five years ago against Mason Rudolph and they got the extra down. It was garbage. So I just swore uh, off Oklahoma State bets uh, well, forever. Can yeah. I can I also just say just I will say, Harry, for all the shit you've taken, just be prepared to take a lot of shit on Twitter for crossing over on that. Right. Crossing over with the oh, teaser, crossing the zero with yeah. the zeros on the teaser. Just be prepared. I'm just saying not. Not I'm not knocking you too much, but yeah. What be, so you're going be prepared what, going, to get a lot of shit. Two and a half to four and a half. Is that where you're going? No. What's wrong with that? Uh, I don't know. Because they what say if, that zero is a wasted point because it's not it's well, not gonna But end I'm at getting plus four and a half. You can lose by three, you can lose by four. I'm with you. I'm with you. It doesn't bother me as much. I don't know if there's the any people map. who say that. Who gives a <laughs> shit? There's just, no map. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. just just be prepared. That's oh, I'm not saying you, Brian. I'm just saying I hear you. No, listen, if, if a team's giving four and a half points and you're getting one and a half, believe me, you're, you're going to be happy when they're up 10 and the, the other team's driving, right? So I, I, yeah, I, I get both sides of it, but it doesn't bother hey, I'm me. taking a cowboy. Uh, you should be happy. Right, I know. I just, you're taking the wrong one. I can't take the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brian, I would go with yours, but I mean, I mean you know, Mikey Meatballs jumped in there. He studies this UFC stuff like uh, Babyface studies yeah. the Torah. I can't, I can't take it. Uh, so it's, Paulie Kid, it's me, it's you, and it's Rose. We're Let's doing go it. Rose. I'm taking you for Sharp Tank. There you go. And uh, I think that'll do it. I think we've done enough here. <laughs> what time is it? Not too bad. Uh, Babyface Joel Solomon, you want to jump on and say anything? Are you still with us? Still here. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are doing the mourner's cottage for Harry's bets lately. But <laughs> listen, I mean, he's he's immunized from criticism on Twitter. I, I'm with Harry. And you know what, Harry, you're, you're right. I haven't been so good to you lately, but you, you're right. A lot of people are afraid to put Cincinnati on their schedule. And I think Eddie Spaghetti knows a lot about that. Eddie? I mean, what? I mean, that's a low blow. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Harry has a point. Listen, listen. Does uh, um, Eddie? Does um, Notre Dame play at Cincinnati next year? I don't think they do. do they? I don't believe that's like a, a home and home thing. Yeah. There you, there you go. There you go. What they play? Cincinnati had to go to Notre Dame. They went to oh. South Bend, but South Bend doesn't go. Notre Dame doesn't come to. That's Cincinnati. just kind of how it works, Harry. You get paid. That you, you you pay some of these. Oh, I love that. Cincinnati's a, a different animal, though. They're All a right. different program now. They're a you would not give a team. shit if you didn't have this future twenty two to one or whatever. You wouldn't care about Cincinnati's plight. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not true. I'd like to see the little the you know the smaller team come up and get a chance. You knew how it works every year. You knew before the year oh, started. That's, that's why when you were that's why you said when I said that on Twitter today i said listen two weeks ago when cincinnati was number two this is what's going to happen they're going to be numbered mm -hmm. they're number two but when the first rankings come out they're going to be pushed down to number six just because that's what's going to happen i get exactly it but you know I all about this going in it's not like before the season you're like all right i like cincinnati because i think i just this year i have a feeling alabama is going to schedule a road game in cincinnati you didn't think that right well like, of course not but let, let's see a since let's let's see a alabama or, or a uh or a Notre Ugh. Dame or a Michigan go to Cincinnati and see what happens there. And if they lose, Cincinnati loses by three touchdowns, okay, then they, you know, Cincinnati can go back to being the small school they are. But when it's they, just not going to happen, I don't know. Well, we're, we're just going to have yeah. this problem until there's twelve teams, and then when there's twelve teams, the UTSA's are going to want to get in. But anyway, all right, Spaghetti, I feel for you. I know you you did play Cincinnati at least, and it was a good game. But what are you do? All right, that's another episode of Against All Odds for spaghetti, for meatballs, for babyface Joel Solomon, for the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.
Na 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 na